So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Joel from Blind Channel. And we're asking some questions today about the upcoming album, Lifestyles of the Sick and Dangerous. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's our fourth album and the first one with Century Media. So we have a big label behind us. And I think it's going to be awesome. We have a lot of plans for the album and the promo and for the tour. So everything looks up the album overall yeah. so true yeah. the, the album was great oh yeah thanks oh yeah yeah it's fantastic uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art well basically lifestyles as you can dangerous is a lyric from dark side which was the first single from the album and it was kind of the breakthrough for the band last year so we kind of wanted to capture all that in the name of album and also the cover art uh, well, basically, it's it's about the title. It looks like that. We wanted to have something that is really like lifestyle and it's sick and dangerous. And you know, like uh, the like masks we're hanging from the hands. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of visual information about the album. Mm-hmm. What it's gonna be. Um, did you guys take any influence from uh, the Good Charlotte album? Um, yeah, actually, I, uh, yeah, it was kind of the reference for the for the title when we wrote the lyrics for Dark Side because we we always loved the line uh, "Life of the Rich and Famous," so we wanted to kind of twist that into our our own wild and pop world, and that's how it turned out to be "Lifestyles of the Sick and Dangerous." And it's pretty cool. It works out really well. It looks good and it sounds good. That's for it. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? It started out in 2020 when we came up with the idea of Dark Side and all that, what happened. And after that, we've been just pushing demos all the time, trying to find the right red line for the album. And um, we've been doing a lot of demos. And um, I think most of the songs were written in 2020, in the fall of 2020, before we made that huge breakthrough. And um, that's that's actually a good thing because... Uh, we realized that after the breakthrough we had, uh, everything everything was so fucking busy all the time. We were on tour, we were doing interviews, we had this uh, this television thing and you know, like everything was so massive. So I think it was a good thing that we made the most of the songs in 2020. So we had like, like a big bang of the songs mm-hmm. to hit the studio in 21 when we recorded the album. Well, I'm glad that you guys were able to at least get everything kind of on paper before, you know, everything went up in flames and you were having all these like outside influences and shit, like really mm-hmm. affecting everything. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Really hard question. Um, mm-hmm. I need to think about it for a while. I mean, okay. there's a lot of lyrics we love. And um, for me, probably I would say that that's really fucking hard. I mean, the last <laughs> song, it's uh, Thank You For The Pain. It's uh, I don't want to spoil any r- lyrics here, but um, there's something really special. I mean, for the audience, if they listen to the outro, there's, there's, uh, there's something really special coming up. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. All right. Okay. I love that. Uh, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, closer be the closer, just shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Uh, probably, I would say that the intro track was kind of, we, we planned it to be an intro track. 
opinions. But otherwise, all the songs were just we tried to find the perfect line for the songs and how they came together and stuff like that. But I would say that we didn't have a plan for the kind of all the song that this is number number four, number six. Like we just shuffled them in to the right. All right, fair enough. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, would you be able to tell us where Headspace was at while you were creating this record? 2024, uh, like I said, we didn't have this massive success going on, and we didn't have a dark side. We didn't have anything. We we're basically a small band in Finland, so we we're pretty hungry. We we're ready to rip off the roof and like break all the classes and and open every fucking door. We we're pretty hu- mm-hmm. hungry at that time, and and you can hear that. And it's a good thing because um. When you really want to achieve something, you're ready to do everything possible to make that shit happen. And I think that was a that was our headspace for the album, I would say. Yeah, that makes and sense. And also, yeah. personally, in somehow like on the dark spot in our lives, and we still are. But I, I would say that 2024 was when the pandemic started. We were on a really dark place because all of our dreams were canceled. We didn't have any shows coming up and mm-hmm. everything was just so calm and so empty. So there was like nothing to wait for. So all the time went into the songs and it was a good thing. It turned out to be really great. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Did this album at all feel kind of like a now or never or was it just simply you guys being hungry artists? Mm, I would say we were just hungry. Yeah. I mean... We had nothing to lose. We were like, mm-hmm. this is all in. This is all we have. This is our dream. We want to make it like, uh, make it into reality. And luckily, Dark Side was the key to the bigger, bigger game we, we are right now, touring USA, touring Europe, and playing in radios all around the globe. So, yeah, I would say we were fucking hungry at that time. We we're ready to do everything, everything to make things happen. And luckily, it turned out pretty well. For sure, the album is still about to come, but with the singles we've been we've been climbing up for many levels you guys are just oh. getting started yeah 100 yeah, when yeah, the yeah. album drops it's you guys to the moon you guys are gonna explode it's gonna be great mm-hmm. uh, i really hope for that i mean we have over 130 shows this year we're gonna tour usa right now and then we have two european tours we have a lot of festivals so everything looks pretty great but for sure we don't know what is about to happen i mean it's, it's better to not expect anything. Just keep grinding all the time and try to make the best out of it and try to enjoy. And um, at the same time, we have to all the time focus on the new songs, what we're going to release after the album. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. But I, I guess we have the, we're on the hot spot right now where everything is possible. So mm-hmm. we don't know yet. Yeah. For sure. I'd like to go back to how many tour dates do you have so far for this year? Uh... In total, I would say it's 137 right now. And we've been oh playing God. now 31 or 30. Um, there's a tour manager. So <laughs> yeah. 31, wow. 31 shows right now. So um, we have still ahead like 108 or something shows. Yeah. So there's a lot of shows to play. Yeah. So, so, so are you guys just like a touring band? Like, do you feel most at home on tour? Or is it just kind of like, a, we're doing it because, you know, everything's open, the pandemic is, you know, easing off now? I think the both. I mean, we love love traveling. We love playing shows. Yeah. Love uh, seeing new places. Like, yesterday we were, we were in New York. We saw all these, like, 
like Central Park and mm-hmm. Times Square. And, you know, like we played in first time, first time in New York City. So, you know how, how special it feels to play in New York. It's mm-hmm. it like a, it was really emotional for me. So I really love playing shows all around, all around Europe, all around the States. And um, yeah, for sure, because the world is open again. So we want to we wanna play as many shows as possible. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now it's open. We, we can do it. Just um, the road is open. So why not? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, a party album? What do you personally recommend? I would say that if you have like AirPods or, or something like that, put them on. And... Mm, yeah, I mean, just like AirPods or some good, good headphones and close your eyes and go deep in the sad and try to read the lyrics at the same time. That's really important because we, we push a lot to the lyrics. We're really into them. So I really recommend everyone to read them at the same time as they're listening to the album. That's sure. good. And how did you listen to the masters for the first time when you first got them? Hmm. I don't remember actually. I think we were in a, in a studio with the guys. We're just mm-hmm. listening with the studio monitors. I think all of us and we were like, holy shit, this sounds so fucking good. We're so yeah. proud of us. I'm not sure about that, but I remember it was something like that. It was October last year when that happened. Wow. Okay. okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's A awesome. long time. Yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Mm, honest, violent. Mm-hmm. I love that. Very yeah, good. violent pop. That's that's a good combo. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, so what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this album, if any? Well, it all started with the band. Uh, I think Linky Park was the key from the mm-hmm. beginning to our band. But I think with this album, we went even more into the pop world. We got influences from many rap artists, electronic electronic music, hip hop, uh, you know, like uh, we try to, we try to make that, uh, that like the new wave of rock music. Like if you have a pop music, electronic music, and you mix it up with rock or metal music, how would it sound in 2020s? And mm-hmm. we try to capture that. So I would say that we had a lot of influences for sure, like Bringing the Horizon, Nelly Batiz, um from USA, I would say, Slipknot has always been a big influence for us, but also like Post Malone, Ghost Main. Mm. We would try to really like capture that that hybrid for rock music. Yeah. As modern as possible can that's be. Good. Yeah, that's a great selection of artists. I think it really worked out well for you guys. For sure. Yeah, yeah, let's see. <laughs> so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? What? What for is the- your favorite memory... Oh, no, it's all good. What is your favorite memory that you made while creating the record? That's really hard. I mean, for sure, because Dark Side is so massive already. Mm -hmm. It's like 53 million streams on Spotify. So when we kind of started to build up that song, uh, I guess we all realized that we have something really special in our hands. And Mm -hmm. also, I would say that when we came up with the idea of Baba. It was a moment uh, when when Dark Side became to be a hit song. We, yeah. we realized that this is a hit song. Now we need another one. And when we came up with Baba, the whole idea that 
we, we keep coming back. Uh, we're like Rocky Balboa, ready to repeat that stuff and, you know, like uh, prove every, everyone wrong. So I would say that those were the moments when I realized that this shit is going to happen and this shit is mm-hmm. going to explode. And yeah, Balboa was probably for me the most important memory that I had. Oh, yeah. I think that's I my that. favorite song on the album, too. It's very good. Yeah, I would say I would, I would say the same. It's it, it's really great. It I, is. I love it. Sure. Um, so obviously right now you're on tour. So picture this, you're at, a, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Uh, sneakers and a Red Bull. Okay. Well, that's a sugary combo. All the time. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and we bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And white wine. I drink it every time before the show. I call it a medicine. Oh. Mm-hmm. Medicine mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So do you like drink it backstage? Is that kind of like a, a tradition that you have? Uh, I mostly drink before the show. Uh, a little mm-hmm. like one glass of wine. But after the show, I mostly drink water or Gatorade and try to rest because my voice is so, well, it's not weak, but I have to keep it in a good shape all the time. Of Fair course. Enough. Yeah. All right. All right. So on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Hmm. <laughs> that's a random question um i would say um something really spicy Ooh. yes uh, i'm not sure what but as as hot as possible something really spicy something to kick you oh, all right yeah sounds good mm-hmm. um so for the last couple of questions we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row boom so, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Wow, this crazy. It's only going to get weirder, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, probably sushi with uh, ginger. And drink will be white wine. Okay. That's right. what I okay. eat and drink. And okay. yeah. for this last meal, it will be sushi and white wine. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Or- Perfect. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Mm, probably it will be something like, you know, the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. Live there on the dark side. Oh. Sure. I'd say that. Mm-hmm. Wait, but so you're going to be you're going to be a Sith? Yeah. Something like Kylo Ren. I would be Kylo Ren. You, you want to be Kylo Ren? Yeah, he's cool. He's my favorite character of the whole Star Wars I love that. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. mm-hmm. uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Color? Yes. Black. Perfect. Oh, is that, <laughs> is that a Venom shirt? Yeah, it is. It is. <gasps> I love that. I got it oh. from Walmart. Oh, dude. <laughs> Walmart always has the best clothes, like designs and stuff. Like, come on. No judgment there. No judgment there. Oh, the fans were like, where did you get that? I was like, Walmart. Walmart. (laughs) Yeah, at least you're not like gatekeeping where you got it. You know, you're you're saying it. Go ahead and pick yours. It was like 25, so pretty easy. Oh, my God. I might have to pick that up myself. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Not this, but. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Well, uh, all the fans and all the listeners, uh, just 
keep streaming the music and see you on the shows. I mean, we have a lot of shows coming up. Everything is on our website. So probably see you all on the shows and keep streaming the music. Hell yeah. All right. Oh, well, thank you for now. That's been Joel from uh, Blind Channel, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.